950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Another brand new to you show today. And this is this is actually going to be a lot of fun because uh, I'm, I'm a Minnesota guy. And I, my family, I spend a lot of time up in the Iron Range. And there is there is a unique food palette to Minnesota that is it's it's kind of to a point hard to describe. Well, I, I'll, I'll say it like this: it's not really hard to describe anymore because if you want someone to understand what Minnesota food's all about, have I get a cookbook for you? Smoke on the Waterfront, the Northern Waters Smokehouse Cookbook by Northern Waters Smokehouse. Joining me right now are Ned Netzel. He writes for the blog and social media platforms for Northern Waters Smokehouse. He also creates experimental music. And Nick Peliquin has been cooking professionally since age 15 at a range of businesses from fast food to fine restaurants. He's cultivated a passion for preparing locally foraged, hunted, and fished ingredients with a scientific eye. He left food service for a brief career in stand-up comedy and quickly returned to the kitchen. And they are both kind enough to join us to talk about their cookbook, which, by the way, I should mention, also is co-authored by Mary Tennis, a Duluth writer. Gentlemen, thank you very much. I really appreciate the time. Really good to be here. Thanks for having us. My, my absolute pleasure. Now, I, I want to give you guys, first of all, just an, an insane amount of praise. I think one of the hardest things to do is a consistent cookbook, not just one or two recipes, but a consistent cookbook the entire way through that if I were to say to someone, this is Minnesota food, this is what you, you, you most of these recipes, you're going to come across some variation of it, maybe not the exact thing, but a pretty close variety. And this is a great example of, of Minnesota food. When you talked about, and Nick, I read your, your bio there, you talk about local cuisine. You guys did a, a magnificent job with this, just the recipes and the foods. It brought, looking through this, it brought back a lot of memories of my youth and the foods I ate with my family. Yeah, I mean, it's something we, we really tried to focus on here at the restaurant, but then, you know, translating that into a cookbook is, you know, it, it's just an intrinsic part of, of what we eat and what we do around here. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of easy to say that it was easy to do in that regard, but um, it's, it's cool to kind of catch that wave of, of local and forage cuisine that's uh, really happening right now. I think you guys, the success you have with this book is how you laid it out. Um, Nick, let's talk a little bit about this. You, you literally go through the year, spring, summer, fall, winter, you, you, and you kind of address the cooking that you kind of do at each one of these points. I think, you know, it's because we do have four very distinct seasons. And really, as your cookbook shows us, four very distinct food palettes that, that go along with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's available changes throughout the year. It's, you know, it's an indisputable fact of life uh, that uh, we engage with around this area and, and, and probably lots of the, the Midwest. Um, it, it just made sense with kind of like all the cornerstones in the book, you know, we, we talk about fish in spring because that's when it, the season opens. We talk about a lot of vegetable preparation, salads in the summertime, cause that's when we have it. Um, you know, in fall, we talk about preparing a lot of like game and, and, and other things of that variety. And then winter is, is about, you know, feasting and getting together with the family and creating these big kind of elaborate spreads. And so it just kind of, you know, fit together, not only with, you know, the food that we make, but, you know, our, our reality up here. I think one of the things you also guys touched on is, is a characteristic of Minnesota food. And I think that does not get covered in cookbooks that well. 
and that is the, the preservation process, the, the the smoking, the pickling, and stuff like this. Because, like I said, when I read through this, like if this is my grandma's kitchen, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, I remember all this stuff, and 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 I think that there is. And I, I don't want to. I'm not necessarily looking to badmouth any other cookbooks or chefs, but there's a tendency, I think, of looking away from the basics of of the regional cooking. It, it, do you think Minnesota does more with preservation than other areas, and in that why this kind of hits the the nail right on the head? Um. Well, I mean, I mean, I. I wouldn't say Minnesota is necessarily, you know, more inclined to do so. I think anywhere that you have a limited growing season, you're going to find a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Midwest in general, even uh, Alaska is probably going to be a, another place where you're going to you're going to find a lot of cuisine that that has that preservation element to it. Um, but it's it's also kind of, you know, it's another way to season your food it's another like flavor profile that i think um especially with like nordic cuisine new nordic you know cuisine that's been happening the last few years yeah it's it's become just it's a lot more prevalent nowadays you know you think of all the fermentation and 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 we talk you know a lot about smoke in the book because that's who we are we're a smokehouse that's our our primary method of 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 cooking essentially um but it's yeah it's i think anywhere you find that there's a harsh, um, God, what's the word? Uh, you know, uh, a harsh uh, territory that you're living in. You're gonna, you're gonna need to preserve some, some of your food for sure. A substantial seasonal change for sure. That's the case. I'd like the fact as well. You guys don't seem so. God, I don't like when I get on guys that will do, like they run a smokehouse. There's a guy I talked with a smokehouse down in Texas, and he just you know his his tech, he didn't really talk that much about how to do things. You very much at the very beginning, brine. Here's how you make your brine. Here's how you make your Cajun seasoning. Here's how you smoke it. And dear God, can I give you a lot of praise to putting that last part in? Because I think that there are just there are sometimes you'll see a cookbook that will say and smoke it. And I don't smoke things. And, and uh, Nick, I'll let you chime in on this. I, I don't necessarily smoke things. So that's like, you know, kind of like watching the Great British Baking Show. And they say, make a cake. I'm like, okay, sure. You know, it can go a lot of different ways. Uh, you, you break it down of how, how, what your temperature is be at, how long it needs to be at, where the, 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 temperature, the internal temperature of the meat needs to be at. It, that is a godsend. This is actually a great template for someone that wants to pick up smoking, has never really done it before. They follow your book. They're going to get a pretty good idea of what to do here. So I think I'd actually like to chime in on that because, uh, Ned here, I, uh, I'm i kind of the least experienced you know, cook out of all of us. Um, I you know, got my start at this business you know, working on the sandwich line, which is working with already prepared um, materials. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a writer. That's kind of what my, my training was. And what I really wanted to do was make sure that anything that was said in this book was, um, plainly stated enough and clear enough that I could work with it. Okay. Um, that was kind of brought to the table because, you know, these, these techniques aren't really that hard when you break them down, but they kind of seem a little bit mystical, uh, when, when they put it like, you know, and then at this point, smoke it, you need, you need that. <laughs> technique um and we really want to make this available to everybody we're not trying to gatekeep it and keep it for you know like uh advanced cooks only this this should be a book for the people um that was ultimately our goal well and everybody can 
going to only benefit the world. Well, and, and, and I think that that you've succeeded tremendously because it's it's because of that, because you, you, you it's there is not this this, un, you know, there is that base understanding. And, and I, I tell you, there is a lot of times when people will skip like four steps. And I said, you really need to unpack all that because for the basic cook or if I, I work off a, a standard gas grill, but I'm thinking of getting a smoker. You get this book, and and for goodness sake, anyone out there that's listening to me, if you're thinking of getting a smoker and you're in Minnesota, you need to have this book because it is going to become a mainstay because it's going to teach you a lot of things. As well, also, I'll come back to the pickling, the jarring stuff. I I think that there is just, oh, just, and and then pickle it or jar it. And I think you guys talking people through the process, it, it, it demystifies the, the, the cooking element of it, and it makes it far more approachable for even the basic chef. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that it, it seems intimidating because you, there is some investment in, you know, some equipment that you need, some basics that you need to get going. But um, once you cross that threshold, it's kind of like Ned was saying, it's, it's a lot more simple than people um, – and people know it's it's just something that people have been doing for so many so many years for such a long time and and we've gotten away from it because of grocery stores and being able to buy everything conveniently no matter what the season is um but it you know those that knowledge and those techniques they didn't go away you know people were still doing that even even throughout that whole time and it and it really allows you to fine tune, um, you know, your, your food and what you eat. You're, you're able to adjust your brine and your, and your pickling solutions, you know, based on your own palate. So, you, you know, it kind of not only, uh, liberates you from, from that, um, only going to the grocery store, but then it, it also kind of grants that freedom to kind of play around and, and, and be expressive with your food. I'm going to also give you more praise here because I, I think it was I read an, a quote from Emeril Lagasse one time. He said a good cookbook has a lot of very basic, easy to follow recipes, but also has some more advanced to give the person that's reading the cookbook the ability to learn from the basic recipes and then kind of do the more advanced recipes. Your book is perfect this way. I mean, it's absolutely freaking lutely perfect as far as a cookbook. I look I look at a lot of cookbooks. I like cooking. This cookbook. You got. I have a, have a lot of kind of just very easy, basic recipes, encouraging people to dive into the water. And if they feel so intended, they can go start looking at some of the more complicated ones, which are not exactly the most complicated. It's not exactly you know the the the, the line at a, a fine high end French restaurant, but it still is more complicated. It it welcomes you into the cooking and says, hey, by the way, if you'd like to try a little bit more of a challenge, here's another great recipe. I think that that also is so important. That's that's another great element of this cookbook. Uh, yeah, well, thank you for saying so. I mean, that's, uh, you know, food is such a universal thing. Um, you know, we, we need it to live, and uh, it is the source of, uh, it can be the source of, like, such joy. Um, and, and sometimes the joy comes from those, like, most simple recipes. I mean... You know, we got a recipe for French fries in the cookbook. Yeah, um, and it, it's kind of fit in, within one of those those greater, more complex uh, recipes that we talk about the uh, the three duck, uh, sorry, the three day duck poutine, uh, which is kind of a a culmination of the duck sequence in the autumn chapter of the book. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, we want people to cook with this. So if we just, you know, loaded it with all the, you know, the most technical stuff we could, you you might learn something from it. But uh, we definitely want people to feel at home in this cookbook. And and you know, there's there's recipes in here that I cook on a pretty regular basis. Um, you know, and then there's stuff that I would maybe do once or twice a year. So. Uh, going on your more interesting, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just say it. You're more inter- the most interesting recipe in this thing. Who came up with eel pout etouffee? That was Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll let you explain it to everyone. <laughs> that's great. Right, yeah. By the way, that's great. Uh, eel pout is, you know, it, it's kind of, uh, one of those fish that people are not, uh, exactly targeting. Um, and it's, and it's, something that you uh can only get a certain time of year it's kind of it's, it's one of those unique fish that is more active in the winter time they're um normally just hanging out down in super cold water and 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 out of reach for most of the year unless you're netting and and commercial fishing um it's also called burbot a lot of people know it by that name too mm-hmm. um but it it has this awesome um, texture to the flesh. It's almost like shellfish. It's, it's sometimes called poor man's lobster. And a lot of guys will boil it in Sprite and serve it with butter that way. Um, so it, it works really well in, in any recipe that really calls for shellfish. So uh, etouffee is a Cajun Creole recipe um, that's traditionally served with crayfish or shrimp. Um, and it just it just plays so well with all those nice warm flavors. And it's one of those things that you know, if you're heading back to the cabin or, you know, coming off the lake after a long, cold day, it's, it's one of those things that'll that'll kind of reinvigorate you and, and heat you up a little bit. I don't want to give, because you brought the etouffee part, and, uh, the, 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 the New Orleans influence, Louisiana influence there. The You do branch out into some recipes, corn chowder and shrimp. I, I believe some pork ribs in there as well. Uh, the Iowa sandwich. You haven't talked about the Iowa sandwich. Uh, you, you do talk about that. Talk about the process of going through the recipes and saying to yourself, okay, uh, you know, obviously we have a good representation of Minnesota, local stuff here. What are some of the other things we can bring into this cookbook to give it a more rounded look? Yeah, so um, kind of the the starting process of the cookbook was Mary, uh, our co-author, who was the general manager of the of Northern Waters at the time, uh, greenlit the process of writing this book uh, before we even had a publisher, you know, in mind. And she tasked me with kind of going through, uh, you know, all the the binders in you know our our kitchen, you know, with lists of ingredients and very very vague instructions, you know, set for like hundred pound recipes of stuff. Um, and then additionally, like all the hard drives of Eric's and other computers around here, mm-hmm. um, let's through the, the briefly lived, uh, Northern waters restaurants, uh, you know, recipe book, their, their kitchen, uh, book. And first we, we just got all the things that seemed iconic. Um, and then we filled in the blanks with other things we've done. You know, we've, uh, got a history of catering events and, uh, you know, we get a little bit more um, artistic with our our food, and uh, we we've, we've done cooking classes. We've uh, just done so much stuff. And Eric's brain, of course, is full of these recipes that you know. If you say, "Hey, I I have a pheasant. What should I do with it?" He'll like, you know, tell you a whole recipe from start to finish. <laughs> uh, and and it was just really compiling all those things, editing them down, getting them to you know levels that would be more appropriate for a home kitchen. Um, and then 
at that point looking for the blanks and looking for what things were missing. And, you know, we actually probably cut, I would say, about 33% of the recipes that we had out for us because, you know, um, some of them just didn't quite fit or, uh, you know, weren't, weren't working the way we wanted to. We didn't think we had like a, you know, a perfect version of them. And, and over the process of, it took us about five years to write this book. We whittled it down to, you know, the essential stuff that you would want to make um, if you've come and had a, a sandwich at our shop, you know, say you love the ham sandwich or the turkey sandwich or the bison pastrami sandwich. We wanted to have those core uh, kind of the anchor in in those muscle meats and, and uh, ingredients that we use in-house. And then, uh, you know, kind of a little room to play and to experiment with, uh, you know, what's prevalent in the region, you know, what's growing during what season. And uh, and we came upon this book. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, this book could have been a very different book, uh, you know, had we been in a, perhaps a different mood while cutting down those recipes. But um, we think it's pretty uh, indicative of what we do here and what we want to do and and the vision that we want to give people of Midwestern cooking. And by the way, just really quick, Eric, you've mentioned the name Eric. Eric is the uh, the founder of the Northern Water Smokehouse, correct? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Eric and uh, Lynn, his wife, are the, the founders and co-owners of the business. And and his voice kind of, you know, even though he wasn't necessarily writing through it, it's, it's kind of the back of everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of great stories. By the way, also another good, a good element of a cookbook. A lot of good stories in there and from the beginning all the way to the end. Uh, it is quite good. Nick, I'm going to let you talk. There's the one section you have. You you stand up for sandwiches. <laughs> your little segment on sandwiches in there. Uh, you've mentioned them before. I mean, that's where you kind of got your start, correct, at, 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 with uh, uh, Northern Waters, was at, at, at the, the sandwich line, right? Yeah, I was hired as a... Uh, you know, sort of deli grunt and, and prep co- or uh, prep worker. And uh, I excelled on that sandwich line. So uh, we have lots of, uh, you know, lighthearted tongue in cheek, but uh, philosophical debates about, about sandwiches here. Well, what, 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 yeah, what, we, I love, love a good sandwich. I thought your sandwiches were spot on. Oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're the best sandwiches you're going to get, but we, yeah, we take them very seriously. It's definitely, you know, it's our moneymaker here down at the restaurant. We sell, we joke that we sell more Cajun fins than anything else on our menu for by miles. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of our sandwiches featuring some of our smoked salmon. And it's, yeah, it's what we're known for, for sure. I, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead. Sandwich all around the nation too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to put you on the spot and I know this can change in any given day, but I'll start with Nick. Nick, your favorite recipe in the book. Uh, Right now, actually, is you know, I would say eel powder etouffee, but we've already kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, man, I think any of the variations on beans. So there's a number of bean recipes in, in any season. I think we have one in each season, but uh, the one that comes to me be a little hesitant to try, you know, if they're not so into it, but it's just so cozy and comforting and, and warm and rich, and it's a, it's a great part to any holiday meal or any feast really I, I i don't i did not mention this if you are a vegetarian and we talk about smokehouse and stuff there are tons of great vegetarian recipes in here uh i've already kind of pegged the vegetarian uh grilled vegetables in the summer section i'm already going to look at that one myself there uh i'm going to give the same question to you ned ned what is your favorite recipe in this cookbook as of right now as of right now um so i i really love our whole 
section on fermentation uh, in the summer chapter, uh, the sauerkraut and the kimchi recipes. Yeah. Uh, the the TK's kimchi especially is just very good. It's a more Napa cabbage uh, oriented. It's a dry brine. You know, you break down the uh, the cabbage with the salt and kind of massage this sauce out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, like the sauerkraut recipe, it's, it's just so simple and straightforward and yields a great product. Uh, earlier this year, I realized I had one more cabbage that I didn't know what to do with. And in about 10 minutes, I, uh, you know, had it in jars and now I've got a pretty great, uh, you know, batch of sauerkraut. And to the, to the vegetarian, uh, point, uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, both vegetarians and reading through it, you know, we kind of sussed out. Uh, all the recipes that you could pretty easily do for vegetarians. And uh, that's going to largely be our holiday platter, except from this uh, this cookbook. So, I have been interviewing people for 25 years. I have talked to numerous chefs and numerous cookbooks, and I'm going to, I do not say this lightly. This is the best cookbook I have ever interviewed and talked to anyone or, or had the pleasure of chatting with someone with or seen, especially in regards to the idea of capturing what Minnesota cooking is about. It is absolutely spectacular. I cannot praise this book enough. It is a, a must, I think, for every Minnesota kitchen, hands down. And I can't give you enough praise. You guys did such a great job with this. Nicely done. Thank you so much. As a first-time cookbook authors and uh, published authors, it, uh, it certainly means a lot to us. We really put our heart into this. Well, yeah, thanks so much. Well, and I'm going to say there's a lot of cooks and a lot of cookbooks out there that could just look at this and say, you just do it like this. And you're going to have a pretty good cookbook, and it is really exceptional. Smoke on the Waterfront, the Northern Waters Smokehouse Cookbook. Ned Netzel, Nick Peliquin, of course, and once again, Mary Tennis is the other author not with us today. Nick and Ned, congratulations on the book. All my best. Thank you very much for the time today. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. You bet. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.